unplugging from something mm-hmm. like this. We've all become addicts to our phones it's very and hard. TikTok and all yeah. these other things. I'm going to be the trailblazer and say, for the first 37 years of my life, I had none of this and mm-hmm. I was perfectly fine. And you know what? In a lot of ways, from a mental health perspective, <laughs> I was way better yeah. off. So I'm going to take a break. And mm-hmm. I have people begging me not to. I can't even believe that I received this post today and I read it to you. <laughs> Brian, I come to your page because I love the positivity. I'm like, are you lost? <laughs> Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 119 of Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Courtney Kelly, a longtime mental health therapist. I, Brian Mulhern, a longtime mental health patient, and I got to get in for some maintenance. <laughs> I got to have some people I check under my hood. I've had a couple of weeks here where I've really struggled. We will address some of that this morning, but we are going to start with something else right mm-hmm. now, Courtney, and you phrase it as lifestyle fatigue. Yeah, very interesting. I saw an article by Jillian Wilson and it caught my eye. More and more people have lifestyle fatigue and maybe you do too. And I was thinking, we seem to be on the back end of everything with the pandemic, but it's not that it's just gone away and we're still exhausted by it. We still have concerns about things, but there's also a lot of stressors and things in the world. And like you always say, we're overexposed to each other as well with like Mm -hmm. social media. There's so much bombarding us and I don't think we have enough downtime and we've got to consider this. We can't always have business as usual. Maybe the things we used to be able to do and fit into our day, maybe we need to slow down a little bit and have more self-care and more exercise and more joyful things and things that make us happy. But I thought it would be important to talk about this, this lifestyle fatigue, because sometimes it can be just emotional exhaustion. Sometimes it can bleed into deep depression. So getting some help around this is really important and getting a little bit more insight around it. We're recording on September 16th. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned the lifestyle fatigue and the pandemic being in the rear view. I saw an article yesterday, I believe it was somebody from the CDC who said, hey, we're on the back nine here of Mm -hmm. the pandemic. And I thought, well, that's all well and good. And yes, I've had many, many things going on in my life over the last couple of weeks that have complicated matters. And for as much as I want to put COVID in the rear view, Today, for anyone who has listened to our morning show on Cat Country 98.1 in Providence or this podcast is the two-year anniversary of when I watched my mom pass away Mm -hmm. from COVID in an extremely excruciating way. And I still have that fatigue and that weight on Mm -hmm. my shoulders. And when a day like this happens, it's further exacerbated by that memory. And we talk about triggers and things like that. You and I last night were at a very festive event, Mm -hmm. the Rhode Island Radio and TV Hall of Fame induction for many people. I'm on the board of directors. I'm there. I'm having a great time. And I talk to my dad every single night. And I told him, Dad, I can't talk to you at 7 p.m. as I always do because I have this event, but I will give you a call roughly after 9 o'clock when everything is over. As I'm sitting at the event, my phone goes off and Brendan Kirby, who works in television here locally, sent me a very ball busty text. But as I'm reading that, I look up and I have a voicemail. I'm like, well, what is this? Mm. And it's a message from my dad. And I'm like, I told him I'm not going to be available. So when I went out into the hall to listen to it, it is my dad in tears saying, 
at quarter of seven. Don't call me. I'm having a really hard time about your mom tonight. I knew he was going to the cemetery today. He's like, I'm going to bed Mm -hmm. now. So for as much as maybe many of you in society have moved on from things like this, there are certain people who have been impacted in major ways, like my family, who, Courtney, it's very difficult to move on. Yeah, of course it is. And you needing to give yourself some time, even though you might be saying, oh, no, I can do all the things that I do and the hustle, the bustle and balancing everything. You may need to say, you know what, I need to slow this down and spend some time with your dad. And it's a really, really sad situation. And right now, an anniversary, as you know, brings it right back up. And it's very interesting that you frame it in that way, because I also want to say something to other people. Many times I think of my therapy toolbox and I feel like it's my superpower. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm not bulletproof to things bothering me, but I've had a couple of weeks here where I'm just getting hammered again and I'm feeling like I've really got to get back in for some maintenance Mm -hmm. because for as much as I think I have everything figured out, I don't. And a lot of times people don't want to admit those weaknesses, but I've been admitting them to you times seven every day and I'm sure driving you a little bit crazy because there have been so many things that have been aggravating me and I know Part of it is just knowing that this week was coming Mm -hmm. and that I was going to have to deal with it and relive it on some level and be there for my dad when maybe it's a little bit difficult for me to even be there for myself. And I think you have a thing about having to be able to be in control of things. You want Mm -hmm. to be out in front of it. You want to be ready and prepared. When these things come up like this, your emotions, they're going to just come up. They don't wait for you to be ready. They don't wait for you to have a plan as to what to do with them. You have to have that space where you're okay with it coming up and not everybody is. It's very difficult. I'm a therapist and there's times when I'm like, no, I'm not dealing with that right now. We all have those times, but that's why therapy can be so important too, is giving you that space to just let it out, get some feedback and get that validation and that support. And for as much as I like to think I'm in control, that's when the universe pokes Mm -hmm. me in the chops and says, oh, you think you're in control, do you? (laughs) We're going to throw you something else. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately, we are in control of a lot of things, but a lot of things we're not. So we have to know what we can put our time into and what we can say, you know what, I need to let that go because you need some healing. You need to have some time to say, hey, I need to just be this weekend. Maybe Mm -hmm. this weekend is a time for you to put your music on and just relax and just be like, I'm not going to make myself do all of these other things when I maybe don't have the bandwidth for it or the energy. So really check in with yourself. And I would encourage you to do that this weekend. Check in with yourself. Have light activity. (laughs) Really give yourself some space to feel what you're feeling. But I think maybe you'll agree with me on this front. Doesn't it depend on the person? Because Mm -hmm. some people like me who like to stare at walls for Mm -hmm. fun. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's the way to go. But other people, maybe it's better to keep yourself busy to not have that permeating you in that way. If you're distracting yourself mm -hmm. enough just to kind of plow through that couple of days that Mm -hmm. are going to be problematic, that's not necessarily the wrong approach, is it? It's not necessarily the wrong approach. If you are trying to escape certain things, though, and you don't give yourself time to sit and process it, Mm -hmm. that's when it becomes problematic. So, yes, stay busy. Yeah, don't push it down while you're being busy. Right. Right. You want to be able to say, okay, maybe I need to, like we talk about compartmentalize things and like focus on something and say, okay, 
okay, I need to do these tasks or I'm starting to feel not very good. So I need to refocus on something else. Yes, that's all very healthy. But you also need to plan a time for when you have some of that downtime as well. If you're constantly keeping yourself busy and not allowing yourself to have some of that self-care time and some of that downtime, that's when it becomes a problem. So you're right. It's different for everyone. But that's when people have to check in with themselves and say, hey, am I giving myself that time for healing or am I just constantly putting it off? And to Marty McFly it up and hop into the way back machine here. (laughs) I recall as everything was going on back when my mom fell ill and I just knew that she was not going to make it. I had just come off of 11 days off for vacation. Mm -hmm. I came back to two days of work and then things got so dire for my mom that I had to go and be there with her as she passed. I was the only member of the family who could be there in those hardcore COVID pandemic times. And at that time, when maybe we didn't know as much as we know today, even though I wasn't in the same room with her, the company policy was, you can't come back for another 10 days. Well, now our listener base is saying, Where's Brian? Mm -hmm. What's going on? It's radio. Has he been fired? Is something wrong with him? Mm -hmm. Which forced me in one of the most painful periods of my life to have to call in to our morning show and for 30 minutes just spill my guts to the world and share everything that was going on because I felt like I owed it to the audience for as difficult as that was. And most times I use the radio show for jokes about pee-pees and wee-wees. But every (laughs) once in a while, I feel like it's my responsibility to raise awareness Mm -hmm. and to maybe sacrifice some of myself to promote that awareness with other people. That's how I plowed through that. And I said, this is how I'm going to get through it, knowing that for the greater good, I'm alerting people to what it's like to have somebody who falls ill with this Mm -hmm. and to lose them because not everybody had that experience. I had a similar experience, an epiphany. I didn't talk about my depression for many, many years. Mm -hmm. I kind of kept it quiet on the radio because I thought, well, it's not entertaining and I don't know how that's going to go. But when Robin Williams took his own life. I made a conscious decision. Hey, at one point I was on the verge of taking my own life and I'm going to share this with the world. And I didn't know how it was going to go, but it went very well Mm -hmm. for the most part. There were some people who I wanted to help them and I couldn't help them and they became problematic in my life, but I did save somebody's life. So there was kind of a give and take there with all of that. And you just never know when you're really opening yourself up in that way, how it's going to go. Mm -hmm. But I tried to look at the positive when it came to something like that. And I think that's something that's important to let people know who are maybe suffering in this way, Mm -hmm. keeping it inside versus letting it out, sharing it with other people and how that in and of itself can be very therapeutic. It's very therapeutic. It's also very freeing for other Mm -hmm. people when they can embrace people having those issues and then saying, oh my gosh, I feel that way too. And it's that exchange. And I think that that can be really helpful for both people. And we've always encouraged people to do that too through the podcast. We've talked about that of sharing your experiences and living authentically in that way. And like you said, Brian, there was people who responded in a great way to you. There's countless other people who never responded, but they also were very affected in a positive way for you doing that. You never know what the ripple effect is. And I'm sure there's other people out there who are so grateful that you shared that. Well, for as much as it was difficult to deliver the message that I had to deliver that day, you and I were recently talking about this, working in the media and working with socials as we do, which we'll be addressing that coming up in just a bit. (laughs) Sit tight. That's what we call a radio tease. 
when I delivered that message, we made a video of that audio. Mm. And I told you recently how that day I threw it up there and on day one it had 43,000 views. Right. And I was just like, oh my God, I was so blown away mm-hmm. and so humbled. And never mind the amount of comments that were coming in, the vast majority of which were supportive. Of course. Of course every once yeah. in a while you're going to get somebody who said, ah, she's old enough. Stop crying. Whatever. You're going to get that. I'm Mm -hmm. used to that kind of thing for the most part. And I was able to dismiss that. But I have to say on what was one of the most difficult days of my life Mm -hmm. to see that outpouring and to see how many people cared and the number of shares and like that was what was making that thing go so viral. Mm -hmm. That was when I said, okay, you know what? I did the right thing. You absolutely did the right thing. And I hope that that gives you some kind of peace too, that you've shared that. And there's other people with similar heartbreak and maybe other people heartbreak in different ways, but it's like we all came together around that and it's tragic to lose your mom. But you also, you took something out of that to have help other people and to help yourself, I hope. More so than my own piece in reliving it here today on a day where I'm being triggered a little bit. Mm -hmm. I hope that in recounting that for everybody, it will inspire somebody else to do something similar to make themselves better because now that becomes my mission and that becomes the way that my mom's legacy Mm -hmm. can do some good in terms of her having to have passed away in such a horrible way. Mm -hmm. If it can inspire other people to get out from under just that cloak of darkness, Mm -hmm. which so many people suffer from. Never mind COVID. There's a million different areas where you can be affected by the things that overwhelm you. And it's very important to raise that awareness, Mm -hmm. share your experiences, and be open to feeling the love from other people and feeling some sense of accomplishment that not only are you helping yourself, you Mm -hmm. are also helping others. And I know you're an introvert, but you do appreciate that even on a small on one basis, it is very touching to be able to help someone else. But even just having those one on one conversations, that's another thing, you know, we talk about this lifestyle fatigue that people are feeling, having that connection with a friend going out like we'll do, we'll go take walks like you do with your wife. I love to just get out there in nature, doing things that one on one with a friend can really lift your spirit and just being honest with them about where you're at and ask Asking them where they're at, too, because I think a lot of people are feeling, isn't it unfortunate to live this way? Like a lot of us are feeling that exhaustion. It's like we're just trying one foot in front of the other, just get through each day. And we really want to help people to have more joy and more connection and more meaning. But I think right now in these times, it is exhausting. And a lot of us, everywhere we turn, we just feel beaten down. And to speak to lifestyle fatigue, it can come from any number of areas. We had primary day Mm -hmm. the other day, and it brings out the worst in Mm -hmm. a lot of people in relation to polarizing politics and things of that nature and shooting for retirement when i saw the stock market drop 1500 (laughs) points on primary day (laughs) i'm just like oh my god the gas price is finally coming down but Mm -hmm. inflation all of these other things they really do Mm -hmm. whether you realize it or not subconsciously yeah wear on you and you want to talk about lifestyle fatigue it can come from any number of different Mm -hmm. directions. Of course. And the thing is, too, when we live in uncertain times and there's a lot of things that are up in the air and that we've had a lot of strife around, we don't realize it all the time. 
it ignites our fight or flight, especially people who are more prone to anxiety. It's up and down and up and down and up and down. And it's really draining to your body to keep going through that. So it's important to address some things to feel calmer, more relaxation, more self-care. Like I was telling you, maybe just take a down weekend and just be like, I am doing nothing mm-hmm. except for what I really want to do. Maybe I want to work in the yard, whatever it is, but really cutting out some of this toxicity. If there's people around that are too much and coming at you, maybe you need to decrease that, putting limits around things when there's too much negativity that's put on you. And I know you have a plan (laughs) that you are going to be starting to get rid of some negativity because you've had quite a week. I have had quite a week, but I also, before I get into that, Mm want to play devil's advocate to what you just said in terms of just cutting out all of the noise Mm -hmm. and simplifying your life. I've been really having a hard time lately. When I go on vacation, which I feel like should refresh and recharge me, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's starting to have the opposite effect where when it's time for me to come back to work, I really don't want to come back Mm -hmm. to work anymore. And for as much as I have a great job and I appreciate that, it's getting more and more difficult for me, not only from the perspective of having to be up every day, which we have to behind a microphone, regardless of what's going on in your life. That's just part of the gig. But I'm finding it exhausting having to interact with other people and quote unquote be phony because I am trying to streamline things Mm -hmm. and realize who my friends are and who aren't. And I'm condensing a lot of things. But when I get back out into the real world, even at an event last night where I have to schmooze with many of our contemporaries and our colleagues and our competitors, by the time it's over, my friend Brendan Kirby, who I mentioned, who's very similar to me, mm-hmm. we actually headed to a bar afterward and was just like, <laughs> oh my God, that was exhausting. <laughs> it just takes so much effort. And we have it a does. similar event coming up on Tuesday Next night week, where yeah. we have to do it all over again. And the older I get and the more beaten down I become by everything, mm-hmm. I'm finding it to become more difficult to be able to do that. And when I take that downtime, I love it in the moment, mm-hmm. but as I'm coming out of it, whereas when I was younger, I felt refreshed and recharged, I'm finding it harder and harder to get back into the grind right. of the things that are beating me down mm-hmm. via lifestyle fatigue. What do you have for advice for somebody like that? Well, I guess that's why, too, like you instinctively are saying earlier in the conversation that maybe it's time to have a tune-up in Mm. therapy because there could be a lot of different pieces going on and I think you need that time to sort through it. Mm And Maybe you don't want to work with me, but uh, (laughs) I don't think that's it, folks. (laughs) I feel like you're projecting that onto me if we want to use a psychological term. No, no, no. No, it just makes me laugh. Using some reverse psychology. You're like, I don't want to go to work. And I'm like, well, I'm the one you work with. No, it's not you. No, I know. I'm just addressing that in case anybody else thinks that. (laughs) Like, oh, God, she must be terrible to work with. No. I say this to people all the time. I have a very small group of friends and Mm -hmm. you're in that circle where it's not work. Yeah. It's just very easy. We know each other well enough. I know that you know me well enough and with your training, Mm -hmm. you have the tools to deal with (laughs) my horse. Sometimes I forget my tools and I go, stop (laughs) it. 
that's not a drain on yeah. me. But the drain is getting up when that alarm mm-hmm. goes off. And yeah. the other thing is, too, when I go on vacation, I unplug from the world. Yes. And the world is sucking the life out of me. So mm-hmm. to have to get back on that bus and start paying attention again. I don't want to sound insensitive, but when the queen passed away while I was on vacation, my first thought was, thank God I am not on the air right now because I know how overwhelming the coverage is going to be. And honestly, look, I don't want to see anybody pass away. She lived a good, long, privileged life. But I don't think that the attention that is being paid Mm -hmm. to it is as worthy of that as that attention is. So I was like, I'm just so glad that I'm removed from it. But as soon as I got back into having to pay attention again, as I'm going through my prep, I'm like, (laughs) I have like 40 stories about the queen here that I'm (laughs) sifting through. And it's five days later. And she's not being buried till the 19th. It's that kind of thing where I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I don't know if I want to have to pretend to care about things that I don't really care about. Right. And that's the work for you. Because I know sometimes when it all comes down on you, it's hard for you to see your possibilities. We'll put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) You don't see any. And it's hard to argue with you in that moment. But giving yourself some time and space to have a process around it, I think would help you to be able to start seeing your possibilities. And that's going to make you feel a little bit more optimistic. And then you can feel choice again because right now you don't feel that way and I think that's why it's so exhausting because you're like I have to do this there's a lot of have to's in there this is just how it is going to be that's exhausting in and of itself so of course you're really tired so I would encourage you to give yourself that gift of time to be able to process and figure that out my have to these days is I have to purchase bourbon because (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to get through this other one seriously and we're pretty deep into the podcast here so let's get to my other issue And the other thing that has been causing lifestyle fatigue for me and for people who listen regularly, this might not come as a surprise at all. I talk so many times about social media and as you mentioned, how overexposed we are Mm -hmm. to each other. And I have been trying to set boundaries and limits on it. I try to only get on it a couple of days a week. When I was on vacation, because I wasn't following the world, I found myself on it a little bit more, which Mm -hmm. I suddenly discovered was very unhealthy for me. But as I was coming back off of it, and trying to shove it off to the side for as much as it has been bothering me to the extent that a lot of people think when you're a public figure, social media is a challenge because strangers who are jealous of you or for whatever reason, I don't know what their motivation is, they want to knock you down a peg. And that doesn't bother me. It Mm. never really has. I take it for what it's worth. But when I start having issues with people that I've known for a very long time, and our friendships end over a social media post or a direct message, that starts to bother me. And that starts to make me question, why am I even doing this? And the answer always is, it's a promotional tool. You need it to plug Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Mm -hmm. You need to use it to plug the Cat Country Morning Show. Well, I think I kind of hit my limit on Tuesday night, the night of the primaries. I had not put up a Facebook post in several days. I'm sitting there. I'm minding my own business. I'm watching some of the election results in addition to the America's Got Talent finale, another homework assignment. And as that's going on, I receive a direct message from somebody who I've known for 20 years. And the direct message essentially said to me, hey, you know that I love you. 
but you are friends with a Republican candidate who is running for Congress locally, and I certainly hope you are not going to vote for that man. And I thought, why is this person Mm -hmm. doing this? Because these things never go well. And look, I will periodically put up photos with this gentleman. My wife used to work with him, which is how we became friends. Mm -hmm. He and I went to college at the same time together. We've known him for years. It has nothing to do with politics. He's just a genuinely great person with a wife who's even more awesome, which he would say the same about me and my (laughs) wife. So periodically I put pictures up and that's really the long and short of it. I'm mm-hmm. not somebody who gets real political behind a microphone right. on social media, but because she saw those photos, she wanted to make sure that I knew that I should not be voting for my friend and was in some ways intimating that maybe I shouldn't be friends with this person. Mm. First of all, it's none of your business how I'm going to vote. Mm-hmm. However, I will tell you that he is a very, very nice guy. And yeah, I'm probably going to vote for him. At which point she said to me, the last thing we need to do is send another Republican to Congress who's going to tell me what I have to do with my body. And I said to her, first of all, he and I have never even had that conversation. I don't know where he stands on the whole abortion thing, Mm -hmm. nor would I ever bring it up. That's not the kind of relationship we have where we're discussing politics constantly. Every once in a while it comes up, but not in a deep way like that. So once she said that to me, I said, can you understand the hypocrisy of what you're doing right now where you're telling me you don't want somebody to tell you what to do with your body? However, here you are contacting me at nine o'clock at night to tell me who I should be friends with, Mm -hmm. how I should vote. Isn't that the same kind of control that you don't want in your case that you're trying to push on me? Now, of course, when I use logic and I'm pretty good with words and I back somebody into a corner, then they become like a caged animal who then starts attacking me. When she said, I still can't understand how you would ever vote for somebody like that. I said, first of all, I want you to know something and I want to make this very clear. You're kicking this hornet's nest. I did not. Incidentally, do whatever you want with your body. Vote for whoever you want. I would mm-hmm. never tell you what to do or not to do. And by the way, I never got you pregnant, so I still don't know how I've entered into right. this conversation. I said, but let me play devil's advocate here and say to you, why would I vote for this particular person? Well, right now, we are living in a world that is controlled by Democrats. And as I said, the stock market dropped by 1,500 points today. Gas prices through the roof. Inflation through the roof. I paid $8,000 in taxes this year that I don't have to an administration who now wants me to pay for other people's student loans. I was responsible enough to not have a student loan. I don't have any more money to pay for other people. By the way, within a week of this guy getting into office, the Taliban came back to prominence, took over Afghanistan. Putin is just going nuts in Ukraine. If you're sitting here telling me that everything is hunky-dory and rosy in this country, her response was, fuck your gasoline. And I blocked her. And Courtney, I was so upset that night and I was so at my limit with social media. I made the decision. I'm out. (laughs) I can't do this anymore. I've given friends, if you follow me on social media, 36 hours notice to say, 
Friday, today, as we record, mm-hmm. I'm coming off. I'm not saying it's permanently, but I'm just saying I know my you limits. I know when I yeah. need a mental health mm-hmm. break because of the therapy that I've had. And I had a similar thing, you know this, and we discussed it a few weeks ago, where I had another longtime friend. We got into a dispute. Oh, yeah. And again, I backed him into a corner where he had no answers. He ended up deleting the post and unfriending me. And I'm sitting here saying, it's not even the anonymous trolls. I'm losing lifelong friends mm-hmm. Over this thing, which in neither case did I start either of these things. Mm -hmm. I was responding to things that these people said, it's not worth it anymore. And I think a lot of people, and I hope I inspire others, would have a very hard time unplugging from something Mm -hmm. like this. We've all become addicts to our phones and TikTok and all these other things. I'm going to be the trailblazer and say... For the first 37 years of my life, I had none of this, and mm-hmm. I was perfectly fine. And you know what? In a lot of ways, from a mental health perspective, <laughs> I was way better yeah. off. So I'm going to take a break. And mm-hmm. I have people begging me not to. I can't even believe that I received this post today, and I read it to you. <laughs> Brian, I come to your page because I love the positivity. <laughs> I'm like, are you lost? <laughs> what? <laughs> do you have any idea who you're talking to right now? Oh, my gosh. But I do give you a lot of credit because that's a big sticking point with my clients. I've had a few where I'm like, okay, you've had all these negative things going on on social media. Why don't you take a break or limit or I can't even get them to do that. It's so difficult because it's like their right arm. People are so connected with it and it's just such a double-edged sword. And even when people break up with people and I'm like, maybe you need to block them or unfollow because you're getting obsessed about what they're doing and where they're going. And it's very hard for people to do it. So I applaud you for taking your break because we need more of that because there is so much going on there that's bombarding us. It's too much. And the advice that I would give to people who are having a hard time is I'm not quitting Facebook cold turkey. And by the way, I'm still on Instagram because I don't really seem to have as much trouble there. I just look at nice little pictures of doggies and Eddie Van Halen (laughs) and I'm perfectly fine. And I told people, hey, if you want to contact me, you can DM me there. And I've given people opportunities. Just tell them to be nice. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't screw Instagram up for me because that'll Mm -hmm. go next. But the way that I was able to do it was it was baby steps because I started to limit myself. All right, I'll go on two times a week. Mm -hmm. I'll go on the two days that I have to promote something and then I'll take a little peek, see what's going on Mm -hmm. and then I'll get off of it. Yeah, and you did really well with your limit setting. So that got me to a place where I'm like, you know what? I don't need those two days a week anymore Mm -hmm. if this is going to be the end result because not only is this the end of these two friendships, Mm -hmm. I run in circles with other people who are friends with these people Mm -hmm. and when I run into them, I don't want to have to answer questions about this because I'll get triggered again. And that exchange with that woman that night upset me so much, I couldn't sleep. Now I'm coming in, getting up at four. Now that's affecting my job performance Mm -hmm. because I'm not as mentally sharp because I've lost sleep. And there have been many times where I've cut people out of my life where that becomes the dividing line. Are you affecting my health? Mm -hmm. Are you affecting my job? Mm -hmm. Are you affecting my sleep? Are you affecting my marriage? If you are, bye. I don't care if you're family. I don't care if you're friends. At some point, as I always say, you have to be unselfishly Mm -hmm. selfish and do the right thing for you Mm -hmm. to get yourself back on track. And Courtney, between having to come back to work off of my vacation and struggling with that, struggling with the loss of my mom Mm -hmm. and struggling with this social media stuff, 
I'm starting to feel myself getting off the track, which mm-hmm. I haven't been in a very long time. So I know I have to take the bull by the horns right. in some way. And while I may be judged for it and criticized and maybe be accused of being like a drama queen or whatever, feel however you want yeah, about me. Yeah. I make no apologies for it because thanks to therapy, I know when I have to do mm-hmm. the hard thing and what I have to do. Yeah. And I hope that everybody can get to that place. And from what you're saying, there are a lot of people, they struggle yeah, getting to that do, and especially with social media, because it is such a part of our society and our connectedness and everything. But other people say when they do take that leap and they do unplug, it is like so freeing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's amazing. And they wonder why it took them so long to do it. But we all have that addiction to it. Every time there's some downtime, people are on the phone, check, check, check. You know what I mean? It becomes such a habit. But I do encourage people, just like you said, listen to yourself. Be aware. If you start to see that you're not feeling well and things are getting worse, take some positive action to get your power back. And that's really important. And this is what terrifies me more than anything. My soon-to-be 23-year-old, my nine-year-old nephew, Mm -hmm. thank God we did not grow up with this because it wasn't an appendage to us from the day we were born. Mm -hmm. I don't know how anybody who is 20 Mm -hmm. can say, yeah, you know what? I'm getting rid of my phone. Mm -hmm. It would never happen. They would start shaking. Mm -hmm. They would start losing their minds. They can't do it. Thank God that none of us had that addiction for our entire lives because it makes it a little bit easier. At least I like to think that it does. I hope that it does. In some cases, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. But as I said to you, I lived without this for the first 37 years of my life. I'm 52. So that means that I've been attached to it now for what, 15 years? Mm -hmm. Goodbye. I just want to go back to that simpler time. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to send me stuff to post. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. When I put my post up, I said, hey, as you all know, as I say at the end of every podcast, At Cat Country Mornings on most of the major <laughs> platforms that Courtney oversees. Yes. I said, if you have anything to say to me and you want it to be on Facebook, put it on Cat Country Mornings and Courtney will relay it to me. So I'm yeah. piling another job on you. And can I tell you how many friend requests I have gotten over the last couple of days? I'm like, <laughs> wow, there's so many coming in. I go, Brian. <laughs> now they're all going to be checking in. How's Brian doing? <laughs> I thought you were constantly in the market for more friends. You're a people person, more friends. Courtney. Bring them on. <laughs> All right. I have droned on and on today, and I guess I'm going to have to listen back to it to see if it makes any sense or if I'm just an absolute mess. It totally makes sense. Mentally, I do feel that way. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I need to rein all of that in, and that's what I'm trying to do. And in vomiting all of this all over you who are listening, I'm hoping that you can find some inspiration Mm -hmm. and the realization that it's possible. It's possible to take control of your life again Mm -hmm. and try to simplify things because this, what did you call it? Lifestyle? Fatigue. Fatigue. Mm -hmm. I really do feel like it's permeating everyone and everything these days. I do think so. That uncertainty, like I said, still the effects of the pandemic. There's just so much. I mean, we just were exhausted from all of this. We've gone through so many things in the last few years that I think that we're just kind of like, all right, what next? And we're missing, what is it, a joie de vivre? (laughs) Like, we need some joy back. We're all 
all becoming Eeyore. <laughs> we need to, you know, You get need energy. a little bit more poo. <laughs> yes, exactly. And again, we can't do the same things that we've always done, and we can't do it the same way that we've always done it because we don't have enough energy to do it. So we need to pare down. And if it's too difficult to figure it out and you're confused and you're feeling like Brian is right now, that is where therapy can be helpful to go through those emotions. And again, to speak to what you just said, what is the definition of insanity? Mm -hmm. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a A different different result. result. Well, you Mm -hmm. know what? I'm not going to do the same thing over Mm -hmm. and over again and log into Facebook again and have to put up with this nonsense. Everyone this week has said, I'm sorry that that one person sent you over the edge. I'm like, no, no, no. no. It's not one person. (laughs) This is something that has been going on for years. Mm -hmm. When I first got onto Facebook, I was like, we, it was fun. It was Mm -hmm. great. But the more that time moved on and the more that we as a society became more polarized, which I think is the net result Mm -hmm. of what goes on on social media, the more I'm just like, I don't want to play anymore. I want to take my ball and go home. I'm not going to do it permanently. I have a play to promote coming up here. I'm (laughs) going to have to come back on (laughs) at some point. But I don't know. Maybe I need a week. Maybe I need need, a month. Whatever it is. Give yourself some time to figure that out and see. After a week, you might be like, oh, my God, I need another week. I need a month. Or after a month, I might say to myself, I'm never going back. Mm -hmm. And that might happen. And that might happen. I don't know. Yeah. You might just build up your Instagram. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Forget Facebook. We're done. (laughs) Enough photos of Brian's lunch. (laughs) All right, Courtney. Yes. You have a lot of new friends, apparently. Yes, I do. (laughs) Off of my behavior. (laughs) If they want to get in touch with you above and beyond the request that they made on socials they can also email you they can wellness at wctk.com and we also have resources up on the wellness 411 page catcountry.com especially if you're looking for some resources for therapy at cat country mornings on all of the major platforms individual pages courtney with the c kelly ey bedard i brian mulhern h-e-r-n brian with an i and in terms of facebook fuck off i'm kidding <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. He uh, loves there, you all. There are still ways to get in touch with me via Twitter, via mm-hmm. Instagram, via the Cat Country Mornings Facebook mm-hmm. page. And stay tuned. The Brian Mulhern Facebook page might make a return, but only when I'm ready for yeah, it to exactly. return. And I hope you can all respect mm-hmm. that. And I hope maybe that I can inspire one of you who is having a similar struggle mm-hmm with this beast that is social media that it is not your lifeblood. And to hit the pause and see what else happens for you. When you're Mm -hmm. putting your energy into things, when you pull the plug on that, where can your energy go? Maybe it can go into other places, more creative places and make you feel better. If you pull the plug on this podcast, you're dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to make that very, very clear. Leave that plug alone. (laughs) So thanks to everybody for allowing for me to rant and rave like a lunatic. Thanks for all of the new friends that Courtney has made. Thank you. (laughs) We look forward to seeing. I'm quite popular now. (laughs) All of them and all of you on episode 120 of Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Thanks for listening. Thank you.